0: Welcome to the Roxborough Church Podcast. For more resources and information, visit roxboroughchurch.org. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Amen, thank you Rachel for that uh, reminder and thank you for the opportunity to give. Church, I am excited to share with you uh, week three of this sermon series. Uh, Hopefully you've been following along and like I said at the beginning of the service, if you hadn't followed along, It's easy to go ahead and catch up. You can find both of the previous sermons um, and entire services online, so you can check those out as well. But we are in week three, and we're saying, Holy Spirit, show me, show me, show me, show me, God. Show me the work of the Spirit of God in our lives. In week one, you'll remember that we talked about the Holy Spirit is our great helper. And then in week two, we picked it up with the Holy Spirit and the invitation for the Spirit of God to change us, to, to radically transform our lives. And now in week three, we're saying, show us, evidence, uh, uh, evidence the work of the Holy Spirit in us. And we got three points we're going to work through this morning as we do. But um, in an introduction to that, I want to invite you to, to think about to whom you belong. <clears throat> I want to invite you to think about to whom you belong. Now, you can take that question wherever you want. You might look down the pew and say, well, that's to whom I belong. Right. You know, young people who are sitting in pews one and two, you know, to whom you belong. So you might think about it from that perspective. You also might be thinking about it from the the perspective of, uh, you know, like things or or, or um, people who have like a significant role over your life. Maybe there's a disciple or somebody somebody who has walked you into a deeper place in your walk with the Lord. And so so you say this is to whom I belong. Right. This is where I'm sitting at. But. But as I ask the question, to whom do you belong, I just invite you to think about, okay, who am I? Who am I? Where, where do I fit? Where do I belong? To whom uh, is my allegiance? I think that Paul um, identifies some key things about this when he is talking to the church in Ephesus that, um, that, that Rachel was reading for us in chapter one. And so as, uh, as she read for us in chapter one, Paul talks about the fact that God predestined us, that God chose us to be... Children of God, to be his, to, that, we, that he would say, you now belong to me, right? He called us into right relationship with him. Before you and I thought about relationship with God, God had already thought about and made a way possible for relationship with us. We get this, right? Like, you didn't think about the cross, Jesus did. Jesus went to the cross and died on the cross willingly that we might have, right, have opportunity for right relationship with God. So to whom do we belong is an important question. Now, you also might be thinking about it from this end, right? Like, in order to answer to whom I belong, I have to think about where I belong. Where I belong. Where do I fit? I thought about this a little bit, right? Like, one of the things I thought about was um, when I think about where do I belong or where do I fit, I think about our, our country, right? Like, I am a citizen of the United States. That should not be a surprise to anybody. If it is... Just letting you know, it's true, it's true, I am. And I I have evidence of that. I have evidence of that, watch this. I have one of these. Y'all know what these are? Y'all know, young people, you know what this is? This is, I didn't think you would. This is an important book that uh, tells anybody who looks at it where I belong, right? If I were to travel somewhere and uh, outside of our country in order to come back to our country, I need to show this book, because this book validates that I belong here, that I belong here, that I have a place here, that this is my dwelling place, right? This is the evidence needed in order for me to to cross and cross back the boundaries of our nation, right? So to whom I belong has to also be answering, I have to also answer, where do I belong? But Paul says to the church in Ephesus, that you have a new place to which you belong. And I think this is the first point for this morning's message. Point number one, the Holy Spirit validates, validates your kingdom citizenship. This tells you what nation I live in. This tells you that I am a citizen of the U.S., but the word of God says that I am a, I'm a kingdom citizen. I am a citizen of God's kingdom, of the forever space. I am a citizen of a place beyond that which I can see. If you were to look back at the scripture that we just looked at and you looked at verse 13, verse 13 says this, says, and your salvation, oh, sorry, and you also were included in Jesus Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. Now watch, this what it says. says. When you believed, remember, let's say that together. When you believed, maybe you didn't hear it. Let's do it one more time. When, When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. God did a work in you when you trusted him. And that work that he did gave evidence that you no longer were solely a citizen of this land, but you now had kingdom citizenship. You had forever citizenship. You had a heavenly dwelling place. You had a place to which you belong that you can't see right now, right? And that was, that was marked by the Holy Spirit. It was sealed by the Holy Spirit. But when did that happen? Oh, come on somebody, let's not all sleep. Yeah, I know it's early. I know it's not the 10:30 service, it's the nine o'clock service, but let, let's go with this. When did that happen? It happened when... Come on, I've only asked you to say three words, you got it. It happened When you believed, when you believed in Jesus, when you said yes, God, I am no longer over my own. I now trust you to be the Lord of my life. When you bowed to Jesus. When you believed, you were stamped, you were marked in him with a seal. That seal is the work of the Holy Spirit. That is the evidence. That is your passport. That is the evidence that you belong to God. Maybe I can help you with a, 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 uh, another illustration that will help make sense. Many of you know that there's some folks in our church that are sneakerheads. Right? So this is to all my young guys who are in the back working on all the screens, and to my other young guy who's down in Florida in Disney World right now, there, there, there's folks in our church that are sneakerheads. If you don't know what that means, that just means that they, just, they, they try their best to buy all the cool sneakers, and they wear them in any excuse they can have to wear them. But if, if you're a real sneakerhead, you know that, that uh, it's really important. It's really important to know that the sneaker that you have is authentic, that it's not a fake. Right? because there are sneakers that are made to look like the real sneakers, but they aren't. So they had to come up with a way to, to validate that these sneakers were real. And what happened is there's this third party out there, this company that started that said, we will go through the work of validating the authenticity of those sneakers. So you take a pair of sneakers that you want, and you send them to this company, and the company inspects them And then they send you them back. And when they send them back to you, they have on them a special seal. And that seal validates the sneaker. They hang this little special tag on it. And everybody who's a sneakerhead knows that when the sneaker has that special tag, it is 100% authentic. That special tag validates what this sneaker is. Well, watch this. The seal on your life, which is the Holy Spirit, validates who you really are. It validates, The seal, the work of the Holy Spirit, validates that you are a child of God, that you belong to the king that you have citizenship in heaven, that you are forever marked by God to be his. When I was young, I used to try to imagine who I would be when I got older. I looked around for for stoic, you know, like unearthly, large, amazingly muscular and, and incredibly smart guys. And I just said, I just know at age six, I just know that's who I'm going to be when I'm 30 and 40 and 50. And I watched sports, and I, 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 I was drawn to this guy who wore the black and silver. He had the number 34 on his chest, and he was the best running back to ever play the game of football. Career ended way too soon. Anybody know who that was? It was Bo Jackson, that's right, yeah, 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 it was Bo Jackson, I was, I was drawn to Bo Jackson, I, I, remember, I remember in the 90s there was this, this basketball player that, I mean, he could do, he could leap bounds and do things that we had never imagined a basketball player to be, and he had the coolest haircut ever, <laughs> y'all know who that was? That was Michael Jordan, that's right, yeah, yeah, so Michael Jordan, right? like, I, I just remember thinking about, man, like, and then as I got older, there was this wrestler who came out that just looked like he was chiseled out of stone, and he got a tattoo that covered his arm and his chest, and, and I was just like, man, this guy is, he, he, he's Samoan, and it's amazing, anybody know who that was? It was the rock, yeah, yeah, I mean, I just I said, these are the guys that I'm just going to be, I'm going to be their spitting image when I get older. And people are going to know to whom I belong because I, I look so much like them. <laughs> I got the haircut. I got one of the three, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all right. But the reality is, the reality is, the seal of the Holy Spirit on our life declares who we are, and he, God himself, moves us to take on more and more of the image of God, to reflect more and more of the truth of God, to, 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 to show more and more of the work of God in our lives as we sit under that seal, as we live into that approval from God. Let me say one other thing about this. I didn't turn out to be Bo Jackson, in case you were wondering. I have a vertical leap of about a newspaper. (laughs) And I have a tattoo that covers about that much of my arm, all right? So I didn't turn out to be any of these three heroic figures in my life. However, let me say this. The seal that God puts on your life is irrevocable. He's not gonna look at you and say, ah, you ran a little too slow on that 40-yard dash. You're no longer mine. You're cut. He's not going to look at you and say, "Wow, you you couldn't dunk a donut, let alone a basketball. Right? He's not going to change his mind on this. God's seal on you cannot be removed. When you believe God, God put his seal on you. When you believe God said yes. You are mine. And somebody out there is sitting in a place where they're doubting, where they're worrying, where they're questioning whether they've messed up in such a way that God would remove himself from them. That's not who he is. That's not the work that the spirit of God does. God himself dwells in you that you would embody more and more of who he is. And yes, when you fall, when you fall, God himself is present with you as you begin to journey back in belief to the Father. When you believed, God marked you with a seal, and that is his Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit de- de- defines where you belong. Let me say this one last time, and I'll move on to point number two. You are a kingdom citizen because the Holy Spirit evidences that, validates that, proves that. You walk around as a citizen of God's kingdom, evidenced by the Spirit of God living in you. Second thing I want us to do this morning, let's, let's flip in our Bibles over to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Go to Ephesians chapter 5 with me. We're going to pick it up in verse 17. It says this. Anybody there? It's on the screen behind me. You can say amen if you're looking up here. All right, there it is. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. This is what the word of God says. It says, therefore, do not be... Come on, somebody. Therefore, do not be Foolish. foolish. That's right. Do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine. That leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit speaking to one another with psalms and hymns and songs from the spirit sing and make music from the heart of the to from your heart to the lord always giving thanks to god the father for everything in the name of the lord jesus christ and submit to one another out of reverence to christ paul says to the church don't continue to do the things that are crazy don't be foolish. Don't act as if you weren't led by God. Let me say it this way. Every one of us has in us the innate ability to act a fool. To act a fool. You say, well, Pastor Ray, what do you mean to act a fool? I don't act a fool. Act a fool simply means doing anything that's not in line with the will of God. Now, how many of us have an ability in us to do things that are not in line with the will of God? You ever make a bad choice? God didn't. He didn't. He didn't we did right you ever do something that was spiteful god didn't we did right yeah i mean just we, we could go down the list of ways in which we act a fool right and it is almost second nature to us it's almost natural to us right so paul says to the church don't go acting a fool instead now he instead means he's giving you the opposite instead of acting a fool he says Instead of acting a fool, instead of doing what might seem, quote, unquote, natural to you, be filled by the Spirit of God. He juxtaposes being filled by the Spirit of God and acting a fool. So you say, well, Pastor Ray, I, I don't know how to not act a fool. Paul says, here's how. Be filled by the Spirit of God. Be led by God. Allow every part of who you are to be controlled by, be led, be filled, be overflowing with the Spirit of God. Well, Pastor Ray, how do I have it so the Spirit of God fills my life? How does that happen? It starts here. Let's make an introduction. This is the Bible. It is meant to be consumed, to be read, to be devoured, right? You say, well, Pastor Ray, you know, I I don't have the ability to to memorize the scriptures and recite them. No problem. No problem. I, I get it. But if you just spend enough time in it, you won't have to try to remember it. It will just become part of who you are. I can, I can prove this to you. I can prove this to you. Maybe I can prove this to you. If I were to begin to rattle off the words to an iconic song, you think you could fill them in? I'm not gonna do it, so you can just say yes or no. No, but if I were to begin to rattle off the words to an iconic song, do you think it would just pop back to you? It probably would. If I were to talk back, if I were to begin to recite a nursery rhyme, do you think you would remember the words? Right? And, and, and look, it was a long time ago that we were in those nursery rhymes, wasn't it? It was a long time, well, not, not, not as long for some of us, but for a lot of us, it was a long time ago, Right? right? But, but since we were talking about the mouse that ran up the clock, right? You know, like, it was, it was a long, long time ago, the, the egg that fell off the wall, right? Like, it was a long time ago to all... By the way, y'all ever think about that? All right, y'all can come back to that later, right? So, so it was a long time ago, but it, as soon as we say those things, you just begin to remember, right? You didn't try to memorize them. You just spent so much time in them. You listened to them so much. You heard it so much. You read it so much that it just became part of you and just like It would be, pop right back. Being filled by the Spirit of God, in part, requires us to be close to the Father. It requires us to be in tune with God. And that happens as you and I avail ourselves to the Word of God to being in the presence of God. Parents, let me speak to you real quick. Come on, parents, let me speak to you real quick. Your children, your children, see and understand who God is. They are filled by the Spirit of God as they draw close to you as you draw close to the Father. Please hear that today. Your children see and understand who God is as they draw close to you as you draw close to the Father. That's what Paul said. He said, follow me while I follow Christ. He said, follow Draw close to me. While I draw close to Christ. Why? Because what you'll see in me is evidence of the work of the spirit of God. The Holy Spirit will show you who he is through my life. Moms and dads, the Holy Spirit is showing your children who you who who he is through your life. They're, They're watching you. They're, they're seeing the ways in which you're leaning into God. They're watching the ways in which you're, you're trusting in God. They're watching the ways in which you're, you're learning about God. They're watching the ways in which you're growing in Christ. And as a result of those things, what's happening is they're drawing close to the Father because the Spirit of God is evidencing himself in your life. Sabrina, can you help me out with the Garcia kids? The Spirit of God is evidencing himself in your life. So Holy Spirit, empower us. Point two. Holy Spirit, empower us to live godly example. Holy Spirit, empower us to live godly examples. As we are filled by the Spirit of God, what happens next is the things that were once natural are no longer natural. The things that are of old are no longer of old, are no longer part of who we are. They're they're the old us and not the new us because God has made a way possible through the filling of His Spirit, through the presence of God in us, for you and me to live differently. Watch one more time. What might be natural for us is to act the fool. But what is now possible for us is being filled by the Spirit of God to live a godly life. Man, a godly life, Paul says, a godly life means we speak to one another differently. Come on, somebody. We speak to one another differently. We sing songs and hymns. We, we lift one another up. We, we celebrate the Spirit of God. We, 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 we connect our hearts To the father we give thanks in every situation and we yield or we submit to one another those things may not have been natural to us absent of the work of christ but because the spirit of god lives in you watch me all the way in the back michael because the spirit of god lives in you it is possible for you to be a man of god a man of character to reveal christ in every situation and to submit one unto another because god is in you Because God is in you. You live a life that looks as if God is. Come on, somebody. Do you believe it? I mean, I could preach about it all day. but But do you believe it? Do you believe that the presence of God in your life changes who you are? Or do you still fight the battles of old do you still assign yourself to be who you once were do you still resonate your mind to say i can't do anything different i continue to fall back to this because paul says paul says the old has gone the new has come paul tells the church that because god is in us because we are filled with the spirit of god Our lives look different. The last thing this morning is meant to be a charge. It's meant to be the get up and go. You see, Paul says it's possible, but then our question is well, then what does it take to make it happen? Right? Okay, it's possible. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll resign my mind to say it is possible for my life to change. But it's not changing. Remember we did that illustration with the dominoes a couple weeks ago? You all remember that? Right? And we sat here and we just said, said, do what you were made to do. And they didn't do anything. You all remember that? Right? And they just sat there and looked at me and I looked at them and they looked at me and I looked at them. But nothing moved. And no matter how much we, nothing moved. Well, points one and two were kind of like that. Okay, it's possible, but nothing is actually changing. Colossians chapter 3. Let's go there together. Colossians chapter 3 in the 12th verse. Colossians chapter 3 in the 12th verse. This is what it says. Therefore, as God's chosen people, that's you. That's you. That's me. Therefore, as God's chosen people, your holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves, put on compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and bear with one another and forgive one another. And if you have something against one another, uh, uh, and forgive them that as well. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, 14. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together perfectly let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since as members of one body you were called to peace. Be thankful. That's an entire message of itself. And then let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom through psalms and hymns and songs from the Spirit, bringing, singing to God with is in your heart Now listen to this, verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God. The Father through him. What motivates us to live a different life? The Holy Spirit motivates us to live heavenly focused lives. The Holy Spirit motivates us to affix our eyes on the forever. The Holy Spirit motivates us to move beyond this and to move into the not yet. The Holy Spirit is what moves. It's, it's what flicks the dominoes so they all start to fall. The Holy Spirit, he is the work that he is the one who, uh, who, who initiates the work in our lives that causes change, that radically allows us to look different. Look, I don't walk around just singing songs and, 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 and hymns and, and spiritual songs to God. I mean, it'd be really cool if I did, but what i do is this. I walk around and I notice when I see things that are dead, and I pray that they would come alive. I walk around and I notice when I see things that don't look like Christ, and I pray that we would take on and embody the fullness of Christ. I walk past a mirror and I see things in me that are of the old, and I pray that God would remove them, that I would look like the new. I pray that somehow I would look like... All right, here you go. We've been watching a Superman show as a family. My favorite part of the Superman show, of any Superman show, of any era of Superman shows, my favorite part is when mild-mannered Clark Kent, I hope this doesn't ruin Superman for anybody, when mild-mannered Clark Kent grabs a hold of his button-up shirt and he rips it open. And underneath of his button-up shirt is this huge, letter S. And you know, when you see that S, you're like, Superman. Like, that's it. He's not He's not that anymore. He's Superman. What motivates us to tear open the shirt and reveal that we are children of God? It is the presence and the power and the work of the Holy Spirit. Spirit, the Holy Spirit is moving on you, and I believe the Holy Spirit will move on you today to bear witness to who you are, and as he does, you fix your eyes, the author of Hebrews in the 12th chapter says, fixing our eyes on Jesus Christ, fixing our eyes on the heavenly place. Fixing our eyes on the work of God. I invite you to run, run into service with the Lord. Run into action for God. That's going to look different for every one of us. For someone today, that might mean being really kind to someone who might not deserve a kind response. For someone today, that might mean being very generous in a way that blesses somebody else. For somebody today, that might mean walking around and finding things that are dying and speaking words of life that they might live again. And for someone today, that might mean repenting to God and saying, God, forgive me for the ways of old. I step into a heavenly citizenship. I'm yours, evidenced by the spirit in my life. I belong to you and Lord God because I belong to you, your spirit will move me to reflect who i really am so here i am i'm ripping open my buttoned up shirt i am a child of god motivated by the spirit of god to reflect the image of god in the world around me i pray that you would come with me on this journey as we fix our eyes on jesus christ heavenly father i I know, God, that you are doing a work that is great in our midst, God. God, I know that every one of us has a little green hang tag on us that validates who we are, that validates that we are a child of God, that evidence is that this is authentic, that this is real, that we really belong to you. God, I know and believe that every one of us is being moved by your spirit To be at work in the world around us bringing bringing about justice and hope. Speaking gospel truths and and revealing the presence of God to the world. So God we fix our eyes on you knowing that we belong to a, a heavenly kingdom. Knowing that this is not the end of our story but the beginning that there's an eternal journey ahead of us that we've been invited on that is filled with the presence of God. these things are activated in us as we believe. So Lord God, I pray for anybody who might be here today, young and old alike, who says, yeah, like I know the story, but I'm not sure that I've ever actually put my trust in Jesus Christ. God, I trust you today. I pray that somebody would trust you today, that maybe all they could say is, Lord, I trust you. I don't know everything about you, but Lord, I trust you. I believe that you will do something great in my life. I trust you. And maybe for those of us who have known God for a long time, God, I'm trusting in you again. I'm trusting in you, God, to do a work in me that sends me into the world as a gospel agent, as somebody declaring the good news, but as a citizen of a place not just here, but of eternal kingdom. Oh, God. That you would invite us into a life that is full and abundant. That you would invite us into a a promise that is made for you to us. That you would give us the gift of salvation and beyond that, you would allow us the freedom to grow into that salvation here and now. So Holy Spirit, we know that you are our great helper we know that you are at work changing us and we invite you now spirit of god to reveal to the world through us who you are we respond to you in song we respond to you with our gifts and we respond to you by being moved into action in jesus name Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. We pray it was life-giving. To find out more about us, visit our website at rocksboroughchurch.org and join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m.